This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. All right, sorry about that result today. Not the finish we wanted with the car we had. We were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Really, as much we can do about that. Good season, though. You're now listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Check out Dale Jr.'s signature Dirty Mo sunglasses from Spy at spyoptic.com. I'm so mad, I'm going to throw my hat. No, I know all these people are, are waiting for me just to lose my mind. Yeah, I, I mean, I am. On this download today. I said, I, I said, I told Amanda, man, we got to watch Taylor. He's going he's gonna to be uh, he's gonna be mad. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to disappoint everyone because I'm, I'm pretty mild-mannered, I, I think, at least for myself. Mm-hmm. Mike Davis, Taylor Zarzer, Amanda Wolfmeyer, all here uh, with you on the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. I want to start with uh, the 2015 season for the 88 team. I thought it was a really good season. Yeah. You know, I think that Dale Jr. has gotten to the point of his career where he really, really wants to win and compete for a championship. And when you don't do that in the final four races of the season, that's certainly going to be disappointed. And it's – you know what it's like? The only thing I can, I was thinking about this a few weeks ago. The only thing I can compare it to is a college basketball team that wins 32 games and loses in the Sweet 16. Right. You know, That's or the round of 32. Is that everybody's rem- going to remember, oh, man, that was the year that we lost in the Sweet 16 to Northern Iowa. You know, that's gonna that was the year we lost to – you t- Wofford or God bless Wofford or Weber State or right. whatever, you know, like we got some guy and started hitting a bunch of threes and when they we lost, man, I hated, but we won 32 games. You know what I mean? Like that's the, that's the hard part about this because this team won three races this year. Right. They absolutely dominated restrictor plate racing. They had how many top fives? 16. There's 36 races in a season. Right. And – Forty percent of the time, you're finishing in the top five. Forty-four. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I'm a math guy. Oh, look at you! <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Almost half of the time, you finished in the top five. I mean, that's a really, really good year. Yeah. But they did not compete in the last four races for a championship. Now they were screwed. I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. You know, and should have had the opportunity to compete in three of the last four races for a championship and certainly would have competed for the championship because they won Phoenix. Ugh, makes me so mad. But uh, so there is, there is disappointment. And I think going into 2016, sort of like the last couple of years, all of us will go in, especially Dale and especially the team will go into next season saying it's time for us to win a championship. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, typically you think of a guy that's uh, 41 you think his best years are behind him, and yet I don't think so with Dell. It's no. weird. I, I think it makes him unique, but I see him racing better now as a, in his forties than he did in his thirties. Well, his life has never been in better order. Well, it goes, than it is now. It goes. It goes to show you how all that stuff matters. Yeah, especially confidence. confidence look, at Kyle, look at Kyle Busch. I'll get to him in a minute. His life has never been in better order right. than it is right now. I know he's 30 compared to 41, but he's married with a child. He's got better perspective than he's ever had in his life. Which, by the way, just completely annihilates one of my theories, and that's that you're as competitive as you want to be until you start having kids. Yeah, it, and, it, it, it just, <laughs> and, and he just, he just uh, annihilated that. It goes both that. ways, but I do think that you're right about that when it comes to Dale. I, I do. I think his best days are ahead of him. He's a very young 41. 
And I think also the fact that it'll be Greg Ives' second year. Right. I'm sure we're going to see a, a couple of announcements, as Dale has already alluded to, uh, with you know some crew changes in, well, in 2016. Yeah. But quite honestly, Mike, I don't. Every announcement they would make is going to be for the better. They had a lot of uh, hurdles to overcome on pit road this year. A lot of new faces. A lot of shuffling. I thought Ives did a really good job, but I expect bigger things for him next season. Well, they're losing their lead engineer, and the reason I know that is because he's coming here. He's going to be Elliot Sadler's crew chief. So Kevin Meandering is coming here to crew chief, uh, and he's bringing one of the guys on that team over uh, to be his car chief. So that is something that they've been planning for a year. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, Dale's been wanting Kevin here for as a crew chief for a while, but with, uh, with Latart – retiring, so to speak, and then uh, Greg Ives going there. Dale knew that he needed Kevin to at least stay one year before he went and did his crew chief thing, which was going to be here. So he's staying in the family. So there are going to be little changes like that. And Junior, uh, well, I think that we all know how important an engineer is. So uh, they already know who's going to be replacing him. Um, They've known that for a while. So these are just normal for a race team, every race team. Uh, even Kyle Busch's race team is not going to be 100% uh, you know, the way it is this year. So they'll get that out of the way. Greg's got another year under him uh, or, or a year under him. Uh, I think we'll see probably better pit strategies perhaps in 216, you know, something, uh, something he knows how to do uh, a lot better now that he's had a year. I expect the pit crew to be better. I, bet, I mean, it better be, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think we need to see the same uh, problems that we had this year. Uh, and so that's a safe ex- expectation, I think. And then uh, Junior just keeps – if his confidence stays up, I mean, yeah, there's no reason why he shouldn't be right there at the end next year. I, I Absolutely. I think that our expectations, the excitement level, the enthusiasm we have for 2016 is as high as I can remember it being. Yeah. But, you know, I, I really do. For that reason – that made Homestead even more disappointing, if you ask me, because we thought he could win that race. Yeah, well, I, absolutely, especially uh, as TJ was talking about on Sunday, especially given and, – and Greg was talking about this too – given some of the work they had done on the car throughout the 48 hours, they felt like the the later in the day, the better the car right. was going to get. And you really kind of saw that with Jimmy Johnson. You know, right. he was really moving through the field. He went down a lap and was I – mean, he really got better as a – as the day got went on, so I, I do think that that was it was look it was disappointing. There was nothing he could have done at first. Like Latart said in the broadcast, it looked like it was Junior's fault. It was not no, uh, and it, it at all. Um, so you know you hate when your day is uh, ruined like that. But them the brakes. It's the last time that Jeff Gordon will ever race against Dale Earnhardt Jr. And I think that every fan in Junior Nation is passionate about Jeff Gordon and always has been. To me, I really feel like he has been like it, – it, it almost has been like Junior versus Gordon, hadn't it, Mike? I mean, forever, like a, with a bunch of fans. Or it was, especially before they were teammates, it was that way. I mean, I can remember – Well, the, go back to his dad. I mean, it was, it was Earnhardt versus Gordon. Yeah. The angriest I have ever been at a racetrack was in Talladega when they gave Jeff Gordon that victory. What year was that? Oh five, yeah, yeah. four oh five. I that was the angriest I have ever been at a ra- on a racetrack. I didn't throw one of those bottles on the track though. But you didn't uh, stop the guy from uh, next to well, you. Well, it was just because I was too far to get it. <laughs> I, was, I was just too far away to get it. To you didn't the even track. want to try to chunk it. Uh, I mean, yeah. Plus, two thousand five was a year where we were coming off six wins, and then oh five we weren't winning anything. Yeah. 
And and so yeah, that was even that was another reason. But yeah, no, I hear you. So we've had our moments with Jeff. Jeff is certainly <laughs> he, take away that Talladega. Go to pick a Talladega where Jeff Gordon wasn't mad at Dale for something. Yeah, right. They, he he is a fiery guy, very emotional with his team, with his spotter, with his crew chief, with his teammates. Ask Jimmy Johnson. He's fiery with everyone. And by fiery, you mean whiny? Oh, I'm yes. sorry. I'm, yes. Did I, did I say? You know what? <laughs> but I am. I, I, I thought Kyle Petty made such a good point about his dad and how he he could never channel that emotion in anything else that he did the rest of his life, and Jeff's going to have to deal with that now. But Jeff, I'm not going to tell you where he goes, but he is a he is habitual about a spot he goes to in Charlotte. And – I have seen him there, and one time I did go over to him, and and I said, uh, I know I bug you at the track all the time, and he was extremely nice. And I said, uh, you know, I do a podcast with Dale Jr., and I swear to you, he said, oh, Dirty Mo Radio. Hmm. I don't know if that means he listens, but he was aware of the podcast. Or he and knows he not said, to listen. He said, <laughs> he said, you know. We had his mom on. He said, I love Dale Jr. He, he went on and on about – the kind of person, the kind-hearted person Dale Jr. is and, and how much he respects him. And I think that their relationship is only going to get better now that Jeff is not on the track. Yeah, no, for sure. And you could see from Jr. over the weekend how much respect he has uh, for Jeff. One of my favorite stories, there's a couple that we've had with Jeff, but uh, one of the best ones is when Dale was leaving DEI and we had already made our announcement that he was leaving DEI. And all of a sudden, you started hearing this uh, interest in Hendrick Motorsports. Now, I knew from being around Dale for several years how much he actually wanted to go drive for Hendrick Motorsports. It just didn't fit everyone else's narrative that they wanted him to go drive a three-car RCR. And so I didn't know myself how, how important it was for Dale to go to Hendrick Motorsports. Neither did Jeff Gordon. And he thought Junior was just trying to kind of get his salary up. You know what I'm saying? And so Jeff called Dale and said, listen, You've got Mr. Hendrick really thinking that he has a shot at this. If I find out that you are just yanking his chain just to kind of get the negotiated things, he's like, you're not going to have big problems. And Junior's like, man, no, I, I really I want to go there. And, you know, and he's like, all right, I'm telling you, because Mr. H is he's really excited about this. He just told me, I think we got I think he, I think he's going to come here. I think we're going to get him. And, you know, Gibbs was after him. Yep. Uh, Richard was after him. And Jeff went to bat and was sticking up for Mr. Hendrick because, you know, you didn't want to get somebody that you love and respect, you know, get their hopes up and then see them uh, crushed. <laughs> and uh, and I lo- always respected I respect Jeff for that. that. Yeah. I respected him for that. And, that. and I think Junior did too. Yeah, no, he did. That's that's a great story. Uh, but I, I, I have a lot of respect for Jeff Gordon and the race car driver uh, he's been. The difference he has made in the Charlotte community – the amount of resources he has put into the hospital. Oh, well, I, if I, you've ever had a kid at that hospital, you cer- you certainly appreciate Jeff Gordon. Yeah, I get goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah. But he, I do think that people, if they see him at the track in years to come doing television work for Fox, they're going to say, man, I, I kind of like this guy. <laughs> but he was. He did have a whiny side to him. You're right when he was in that car. But I, I do think he is a really, well, really good did, guy. Did, did anybody actually listen to his radio cha- uh, chatter during the Homestead race? They played a couple clips of he it. He was on fire. Oh, crazy. I, I listened to it. I, I, I took it off Dale. We, we yeah. wrecked, and I put it on Jeff. <laughs> uh, it's entertaining. Oh, I'm I watched you. it. They had on NBC Sports Network, 
you could watch, and they had all four of their radios, and he was losing his mind. Oh, yeah. He always does. Yeah, he yeah. was. <laughs> Kyle Busch was not losing his mind. He was the class of the field on yeah. uh, on Sunday for most of the day. Of course, Kozlowski led a lot of laps. Harvick led some as well. But uh, Kyle Busch was uh, in total control. And total. Listen, yeah. Listen, um, I'm going to disappoint a lot of people with these comments. I don't have any problem with Kyle Busch winning the championship. Uh, I really admire the man that Kyle Busch is turning into, has turned into in the last couple of years, and this guy is a Hall of Famer. That's, oh, yeah. He is a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, he, is, he, he is remarkably talented. He's so, the first ballot Hall of Famer. So I really don't. I, I don't have a problem with Kyle Busch. What I have a problem with is NASCAR allowing Kyle Busch to be eligible. Once they said he was eligible, I wasn't pulling against Kyle Busch. And wasn't, really, I had no emotion when he won. I, I wanted Martin Truex to win, I'll be honest. I did. I thought that would have been the best story. Uh, would have been unbelievable to see a small shop like that win. But I, really, I wasn't upset at all when Kyle won the race. I know a lot of you listening were. I wasn't. I'm upset that NASCAR has shown no consistency with their so-called rule book in the last couple of years. If somebody does something to hurt the integrity, compromise the integrity of the championship two years ago in Richmond, well, we'll just add, put another guy in the field. If we're having trouble with restarts, you know what? We're going to change how many green white checkers we're going to run in the middle of the season. We'll change the rules. If, some guy who happens to be really popular breaks his leg because we didn't do a good job protecting the integrity of the track, well, then guess what? You know what? Let's make a special exemption, special circumstance, and allow them to race in two-thirds of the races and race for a championship. That's my problem, Mike. It's not that Kyle Busch won the championship. In the last 25 races, he absolutely earned what he got on the track. It's NASCAR's inconsistency. I I don't think that if Greg Biffle would have missed the first 11 races, they would have put Greg Biff, said Greg Biffle's uh, eligible for the championship. That, well, there, now, there are people that say that you're wrong about that. I just – I believe it. I really do. I know you do, but there, there is – Was it Jim Utter earlier this year called they into said, the show it, did they, and did said they, that there, that has always from day one when they started uh, this chase. Of the new format. Yes. Of the new format, they gave themselves a the right to be exemption. able to do this for no, medical they gave, exemption. I, I understand they gave themselves the right. I'm tell, I am I know that. Well, when, have, when, have they right. ever, when have they ever had another opportunity like this? I'm telling you, maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist. I'm telling you, I don't think they would have done that for some other people. Well, did they do it for Tony Stewart? It wasn't for medical, but it, but he never yeah. he never won and a again, race. And again, the difference yeah. is he missed a couple of races. He didn't miss 11. I, it's just awkward to me. First of all, it's a little awkward that you miss a third of the season. And look, if they told me that I'd be eligible, I'd go out there and try to win a championship too. Again, I have no problem with Kyle Busch. Right, you're not going to say it's no just, thanks. Uh. You know, I, I want all the races to matter, and I hate what happened to him. I really do. I mean, he was talking about how uh, it was fascinating listening to him after the race on NBC Sports Network on how some days he would think, do I really want to get up and use all this energy to go to the bathroom, or am I going to pee in a bottle? Yeah. You know, I mean, like, that's what he was going through. I'd take the bottle. That, and he <laughs> did sometimes. That's what he was going through eight months ago. Yeah. And now he's winning a championship. That's a remarkable story. 
I just I would like to see if driver points are going to matter, then I would like to see somebody race in almost all the races. Denny Hamlin, you could argue, took off some races this year because he could. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like the precedent that is being that, that that's being sent there. Uh, and certainly before the chase, nobody would have been eligible to try to win a championship. It's just different times, but. I guess the thing that bothers me, I know there's a special exemption. It just seems like NASCAR is making a lot of fly-by-the-seat-of-their-pants decisions Which I think in is this day and age. I think that's ultimately where your biggest beef is. It's yes. not necessarily inconsistency on this chase format and who you let in, but I think you're frustrated just with the perception of inconsistency across the board. Yeah. Is, that, is that fair? Yeah, and I think it's going to continue to be that way, Mike. Yeah, yeah. As long, especially as long as you have to make judgment calls and if that kind they, of thing. If, if what happened at Talladega – to Dale Jr., which made me a lot more upset than Kyle Busch winning a championship. You want to talk about me being infuriated? What happened at the end of this October's Talladega infuriated me. Sure. Infuriated me. And the reason it infuriated me is because let's try – and, again, it could have happened to anybody. It was circumstance. But let's try a new way of deciding this race with how many green-white checkers we're going to do. Now, five years from now, if that happens, then I'll say, you know what, that's the way it's been. It's the lack of consistency with the way NASCAR decides its rules and decides, I think, based off of how many eyeballs are going to watch the race and the which way the wind is blowing sometimes, they seem to make some decisions in this day and age. Well, you know, I was thinking about this uh, at the end of that Homestead race, and I was trying to think, you know what, this has been a rough year for NASCAR, if, if we're just being honest. And I think that because they've had a couple different, like, controversial things that happened, starting with Kyle Busch at Daytona 500, ending at Martinsville with uh, Matt Kenseth taking out a guy when he was nine laps down. But in between, if there were opportunities for NASCAR to kind of trip up on themselves, they have found a way to do it. And it's not that's just unlucky in a lot of cases. Talladega, the ending of Talladega being one of them. But there was also a lot of rain delays this year in in, in I don't know that that could be at a worse time because NASCAR's sort of at the crossroads of, you know, you've got these empty seats that you can see on TV and you've got ratings that are kind of here and there. And, um, and, you know, so you're at this crossroads and that you get hit with a lot of weather. And yet when there was opportunities to get lucky in some of these circumstances, it seems this year NASCAR was never lucky in anything, whether it was rain, whether it was, um, you know, a new rule. If they made a new rule in the middle of the year, you bet the week after it became an issue about something, that, that, that how the race uh, was yeah. determined. And I don't know. I just I, I think that NASCAR would never admit it, but I think they're re they were ready for this year to be over and start new in 16. If I were in charge of NASCAR, I wouldn't have a special exemption that says you can, no matter how you got hurt, which was extremely unfortunate, which NASCAR has to accept a lot of responsibility for, regardless of how you got hurt, I wouldn't have a rule in there as long as I had driver points. I wouldn't have a special exemption that says you can miss 11 races and still qualify for a championship. I would have that rule. Given that these are the rules, Kyle Busch absolutely okay, earned it. All right, let's take that out. Let's say forget the rules. Do you – Ultimately, what you want to have at the end of any sports season is the champion was worthy of being a champion. And that, that goes back to why I would have had a problem with Newman last year. Uh, do you think Kyle Busch, forget rules, forget how he got there, at the end of the day, did NASCAR's champion, were they worthy of that championship? 
He earned it. I, I, I like who else? Who else is more deserving of the championship than Kyle Busch? I put it that way. I can't find anybody. I, I don't have a. I, again, I don't have a problem with him winning the championship. That's not my issue. No, I know. I'm just saying for 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 discussion's sake. I, in my own head, internally, try to justify. All right, am I ha- not? Am I happy? Am I at peace with this? And I can't think of another driver who was more deserving of yeah. a championship than Kyle Busch based Look, off the body of work. You could say uh, – Joey Logano had a phenomenal year. Joey Logano is one. Kevin Harvick had a, a really, a good really year. good year. Jimmy won a lot of races. But he also had races where he just yeah. flat stunk. Junior had a whole lot of top fives. but All of them would have been worthy of a championship, I, I feel. And Kyle Busch is one of those people. That's fine. That's yeah. absolutely fine. I do think that, you know, if he – wouldn't have been eligible for the championship. I certainly don't think he would have won this many races. Uh, you know, had he not had a championship. To, once they said you're eligible for the championship, I think he took off, and that's to his credit. Is really a remarkable job, uh, Amanda. I am sorry we have let you down, and we have not gone through all of your notes of what happened with the '88 team. But I appreciate you putting them together. Oh, we can sum it up real quick. <laughs> we can we it got, stunk. We started. We pit. We wrecked. We wrecked. Got wrecked. And then we were multiple laps down, and you yeah. know, a good car and a good opportunity. I went. did see Junior getting passed by the leaders a lot uh, in those yellow '88 numbers, but it did. It was a it was a disappointing day, but it was not a disappointing season. No, by any means. I, I really, I, I I thought Dale Junior could win, but I was really disappointed because I wanted him to uh, a set new personal best in the top five and top ten categories. He was tied. He had 16 top fives going in. He had 22 top tens. And I would have been – it would have given this season a little bit more of an identity, you know, and, yeah. and uh, I was a little disappointed that we Before weren't able we to Before we go that. to uh, Reaction Theater, anything you'd like to say about uh, Junior Motorsports in 2015? A lot of success. Didn't win a championship, but uh, a, another very successful year, and, and one of those drivers will be Junior's teammate next yeah. year. Yeah. You know, that's a great question, to be honest with you. I, I was proud of the way our company sort of rebounded in the middle of the year. Uh, we went through a funky couple of months. and Same it, as Hendrick, really. Same as Hendrick. That that's, that, that's a good point. And it had a lot of people concerned because we were clearly down on speed. We didn't take advantage. of. We won a couple races early on uh, with Kevin. But we didn't take advantage of that big chunk of time that Kyle was hurt. And so then here he goes. Kyle comes back. Kyle starts winning again. And not just that, but we were clearly not that fast, and and that was all of our teams. So you have the defending Nash, uh, the defending champion, who's not fast, and then you put Kevin Harvick in a car, and he's finishing fifth, which means that he might as well be thirtieth. And we honestly had a gut check time, and uh, you know the company rebounded, and we ended up going off and winning some more races. Uh, you know, Regan Smith came back and won some races, and Chase Elliott won at Richmond, and so. You know, I th- that's how I'm going to remember this season for Junior Motorsports and being able to uh, sort of weather the storm, and then hopefully that you know we have a good off season and build good cars and come back to 2016. We got a completely different lineup of drivers, not completely different, but vastly different. And we got Algar that's going to be uh, driving our seven, uh, Elliot Sadler in the uh, in the uh, what is the nine right now. So yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be interesting. The good news is uh, the the difficult news for you is that Elliot Sadler doesn't like to do any media. That's the tough news for you is he doesn't like to do anything in front of a camera 
or that has a microphone. So you're really going to struggle to get him to do. Oh, you think so? Podcasts. I disagree and, with you. And well, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. yeah. Okay, completely good. tongue in cheek. Yeah, he might be. It might be the the Sadler Mo Radio before it's all done. I mean, this guy Sadler Mo Radio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, something I, tells me in 2016. Uh, Junior Nation and Dirty Mo Radio listeners are really going to enjoy some of the things that Mike Davis and Elliot Sadler do together. We would we would like to have a, an Emporia podcast, uh, <laughs> Hermie, Emporia, Hermie yeah. and Elliot. Wow! But, but you know, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Elliot being here, and I, I've known him for years, and I think he's a, he's just a lot of fun. And I I would like to move him from Virginia. That's the one downside is that he lives in Virginia still. And uh, if I had if he was a Mooresville guy, man. We do some damage. We do a lot of damage, but yeah, but no, he's going to be fun. Uh, we still think he's got some good years in him, and uh, you know, Justin Algar's got a good opportunity in his seven car. So I don't know. And I will say this: let me, let me. I think this is important. We are now in the best shape from a sponsorship standpoint, which I know you're tired of hearing it, fans. But the fact of the matter is, it's why we are able to keep the lights on. It's why we have Dirty Mo Radio. It's why we have JRM 360s. It's why we have all of the employees that we got because of the funding, and we're in best shape that we've ever been now. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to renegotiate now. This oh. week is your last chance to <laughs> take advantage that. of Spy's <laughs> awesome offer for all Dirty Mo Radio listeners. Go to spyoptic.com and check out the full line of Dale's Signature 88 Collection sunglasses. It includes a Dirty Mo McCoy, Quanta, General Dega, and Farah for the ladies. When you get to check out, enter discount code NATIONWIDE88 to get 20% off. Reaction Theater. Okay, I know if Junior would have won the championship in this format, we would all be happy. This season just reinforces the fact that this is a total sham of a way to crown a champion. I mean, we talk about NASCAR is not football and baseball and basketball, but that's exactly what Brian French tries to make it when he creates this quote-unquote Game 7 feeling with the format we have. I mean, it's just a total crowd, and I, it's just frustrating. But I'm proud of Earnhardt Jr. and the team. What a great season they had. Much better than their points finish will reflect because of this sham of a system we have. But look forward to, to great things next year. Great season. Enjoy the download all year. Good job, everybody. Well, thank you, first of all. Thank you for those kind words. And I, you know what? I think this guy nails it. I think we just want to see the person that we like win. And, you know, ultimately, if Dale Jr. was winning this thing, then we don't have any problems or we don't have not near the problems that we have today. Uh, and when it's Kyle Busch, well, then we it, it, it's magnified. I mean, am I right? No. You, just, you, you know, you want the teams or the people you cheer for to succeed. You want the ones that you don't like to fail miserably. And however that happens, it happens. And that ultimately determines whether you like the format or like this, that, the other. That ultimately, uh, you know, helps you get to that place. Who's next? Well, I know Taylor's probably pissed, pulling his hair out, but – NASCAR's <laughs> rules, NASCAR's fault. They let it happen like this. I don't like the way it was, but I think there should be uh, 12 races in the chase, three races each round. Anyway, hell of a year for Dale Jr., three wins. Not too, sh- not nothing to shake a stick at there. Building for next year, I guarantee you, we'll probably do a hell of a lot better next year. We're going to be in that final round. We're going to win this <laughs> Hell yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah, Delia. Let me tell you why I'm... Uh, Citadel, yeah. <laughs> Citadel, yeah. Let me tell you why I am not uh, uh, trying to stop or damper this whole narrative of Taylor being mad. 
because I don't want it to That's switch out. That's what you always do. No, That's no, why. no, it's not. I don't want it to switch back to that earlier in the year narrative of Mike Davis is basically on Kyle Bush's team. Like I'm some big Kyle Bush supporter. <laughs> Rowdy so Radio. As long as you're the focus. Rowdy this, Radio. <laughs> yeah, Rowdy Radio. I'm starting to feel like Amanda might be going to Rowdy Radio. You sound like a big Kyle Bush fan to me. Amanda. Not really. I just, you can't deny a man's great year. Uh, yeah, you can't. So. She's just waiting on Carl Edwards to be relevant enough to have <laughs> Carl Edwards <laughs> radio. I love it. Shots <laughs> fired. Wow. Who's next? <laughs> right, I just want to say thanks, Amanda, Mike, Taylor, TJ, for all you guys' work on the download each week. I don't think there's a driver out there in NASCAR as connected to his fans as Junior is, and you guys play a big part of that. With that being said, Clint Boyer is a f- <laughs> There we go. This guy's been uh, there we go. in 11 years. He's going to take a ride from Justin Allgaier next year, and he's going to be the guy that replaces Tony Stewart in two years. What the f*** is up with that? Secondly, the greatest spotter in NASCAR history, that being TJ Majors, of course, said last week that teams wouldn't have raced the seasons the same way based on chase rules changing and everything else. That's understandable. But it pisses me off that people are going to look back at this season 15, 20 years from now, and they're going to see an 11th or 12th place points finish. And they're probably not really going to appreciate just how good Junior and the 88 team were this season. That's why this system is f***ed up. Plain and simple. Y'all have a happy Thanksgiving and a Merry Christmas. There yeah. you go. Uh, no, you too. I, I'm going to send that guy something if you don't. I mean, because that, that guy crushed it. What you going to send him? I, I mean, I don't know. I'll, I might send him uh, Your used a spy glasses? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I might send him a koozie, <laughs> some tickets to a football game. What about your Wrangler sleeveless shirt? No, I'm not sending <laughs> he that. He ain't farting from that, baby. Yeah. No way. I'm wearing my Valvoline hat right now. Hey, can I just ask a quick question? Now, I've been a I strong, love what that guy said. No, man. He, he's right. But he also just reminded me of something. Would the chase format be a little easier to swallow if the season was shorter? Probably so. It's too long. I mean, Dale Jr. said it forever. It's Everybody feels that way. It's so long. But uh, I think it probably would. I mean, the Daytona 500 is like – in less than three months, That's you right. don't have time to even want NASCAR. I know. If you shortened it by yeah. 10 races and you took it from 26 regular season races to 16. So you had 16 races. And then Labor season. Day? And, you kidding me? And then 10 chase. Wow. Would it be better? Heck yeah. I mean, I think so, Dale, right? yeah, it would. be awesome. That guy made a great point. People are going to look back. Dale Jr. finished 11th or 12th. Man, he was a top five drive that was a top five team in 2015 and that's the shame and it is that it's frustrating it's like losing in the round of 32 when you're the fifth best team in the country that's a great analogy actually he was actually seventh in points going into that race too like that's how much that accident dropped him in the point standings seventh 12th is a lot to me no it is yeah Okay, first time I've called. First, let me say, go Team 88, go Dell Jr. This season with a rookie crew chief, I'm happy. We have three wins. I think we're set for next year. However, as a fat girl, I'm a little upset that Kyle Busch won because now I have to give up M&Ms for a really, 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 really long time. And, yes, I slurred that. That's probably because I've had I don't know how many beers are in a pitcher, but I'm on my third pitcher. So all I can say is, go Dale. Let's take Daytona next year and better season. We're going to win the championship in 2016. Still, yeah. I, I really appreciate somebody's honesty. I do too, but I'm staying away from this one. I, well, <laughs> why does she steer clear of M&Ms? They're there's delicious. Only, there's there's God, yes, two yeah. things I want to say. One is the victory celebration when Kyle Busch downed some M&Ms and then 
chased it with a monster energy drink was hilarious. He did. I turned it he off. He did. Already. I mean, you want to talk about? <laughs> I didn't even get to you that. You want to talk about a a jolt? You know, then they used to have jolt cola or whatever it oh, was. Yeah. But uh, douse yourself with M and M's and Monster Energy. Uh, so that made me think of that. Secondly, I don't know if y'all ever watched the Pioneer Woman on Food Network. This woman's crazy, crazy. And she will pour M&M's into any dessert that she's got, douse it with butter or sugar. I think this lady on Reaction Theater. But all her food is good. It's insanely good (laughs) and insanely bad for you. And something tells me that this woman that just called probably likes her. With that. There you go. I think she's living right. That's my opinion. There you go. Hey, I like M&M's now. (laughs) I do too. I'm sitting here looking at Kyle Bush do donuts. And, I mean, isn't this the same that missed 11 races at the beginning of the year. And you just, well, I'm sure uh, Taylor's always just in the brick right now. <laughs> I'm just sitting here like, what the f***? But I, I do know why Kyle Bush won the championship. After he wrecked the Daytona, he just got both of his legs removed and got some bionic legs. He's like the f***ing Terminator. He just won the championship off some bionic legs. Chuck Dale Jr. wrecked, but it's going to win the Daytona 500 next year. So... Hell yeah. Have a great off season. Roll Tide. Oh, look at there. Roll Tide to you too. Big game Saturday. I just love that people think that Taylor's losing his mind. That's I, fine. I, I don't have any problem with I that. I can get behind this. I can get behind I, this movement. I stated the truth, but I still think it's funny. <laughs> I still think it's funny regardless if that's what people want to say. I feel like you're going to let him down, though. So can you just amp it up a little bit? In an effort to capture my feelings about the race on Sunday, I decided to sit down and write a haiku to adequately express (laughs) how I'm feeling. Clint Boyer wrecked Dale. Kyle Busch is champion. Homestead (laughs) sucks. Here's 2016 and next year's haiku ending with Homestead is awesome. I love that guy. I really do. Dado is, he is back on Twitter, by the way. He is? Yeah. Sloppy Yellow is the name of his Twitter handle. That's his bus's Twitter handle. Are you in charge of that? You're in charge of that? How many Twitter handles do you have? No. I'm not in charge of Sloppy Yellow. I thought that was Datto. It might be, but you you can't confirm that. It could be his son. Who knows? No, there's a lot of people that are, like, in the Um, band Sloppy Yellow. There's a lot of members. I thought it was Datto. I'm unfollowing. I'll put it this way: if it's, you, if it's you, I'm unfollowing you. And hey, I got something. You need your Twitter opinion matters when you actually tweet for the first time since August. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. I'm still on sabbatical. Why? Because I, I save all my thoughts for this forum right here. I want my thoughts to be <laughs> saved for this. That's a good save, but I'm not buying. <laughs> yeah, you like that, Amanda? <laughs> Who's I'm next? Mike. I'm just calling to say, man. Uh, so proud of this 88 team and that whole crew. Really sucks to get taken out earlier in the race. Honestly, I was so proud just to see them back on that track and never giving up. Really solid season. We have a lot to be proud of and a lot to look forward to. So I think we need to work with that and build up. Also, the haters. Kyle Busch deserved that championship. Wow, I was going to give anything to not see Kevin Harvick win that thing. Anything. You know, I know they missed 11 races, but you can't take away the other, you know, 25 they were in or whatnot. They kicked some so congratulations to them, and congratulations to Jeff Gordon for his awesome career, man. I mean, obviously I was born for Gordon and really happy for him and his whole family. This race gave me the feels, man. I think it gave a lot of people the feels, but uh, this is the Dale Yeah Kid, and we'll see you next year. Dale Yeah. 
Hell yeah. I think Gordon's going to be good in the booth. Oh, yeah, I think he will be too. Yeah, I think I think he'll be good and have a really good career doing that. I mean, he's never been afraid to tell the truth, ever. Yeah. And you gave an example of that earlier. Uh, uh, yeah. I think that he'll be good in the booth. So, Not that he won't be, you know, receive his fair share of criticism because, you know, everybody's a TV expert. You didn't know that? Oh, well, they, yes, I they mean, are. everybody has an opinion on the broadcasting. So. Though I don't think Latarte got much grief, did he? I guess maybe think people thought he was a Gordon Jr. homer because of where he worked or wherever, but uh, I thought he did a phenomenal job. He was good. You're, that's a good yeah. point. He is the exception to the rule. Reaction Theater is open 24-7. All you have to do is call toll-free 1-855-740-1902 and leave us your voicemail message, and we'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo Radio. Time now for It Takes a Nation, presented by Nationwide. Well, what a treat we have today because I'm sitting here. I come in the booth here with Amanda, and I look out the window, and there's Andrew DeWerf, my man from Tallahassee, who is the – what is your title at Dale Earnhardt Jr. Chevrolet and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Buick GMC? I'm, I'm, I'm screwing it all up, right? You, you tell me what you do. Um, I'm the executive assistant to the general managers there and uh, kind of just keep all the pieces rolling and make sure the trains arrive on time. So you do have Dale Earnhardt Jr. Chevrolet, and you have Dale Earnhardt Jr. Buick GMC Cadillac. Buick GMC Cadillac. These dealerships are in Tallahassee, Florida. Yes. And they're about what? Would you say 10 miles apart? Exactly. 10 okay. miles apart from each other. How's the business? Business is good. Lots of fun. Um, we've had um, record months every month down there. So it's um, been real exciting to have everybody a part of the, the newness that's happening in Tallahassee. It's, it's, it's bringing a lot of attention to the area and a, a lot of new faces, so it's, it's fun. Dale Jr. loves going down to these dealerships, and I know this because I've gone with him before, and I see how uh, he reacts. And it is, it is a, quite a difference uh, of when Dale goes to the dealerships. It's, it does feel like it's his, and it, it's, he really takes ownership in – not just the name on the thing, but just the employees and their livelihoods. And when, when, a, when an employee, when a salesperson sets a record, he likes to hear about it and he likes to uh, congratulate them. And uh, it, it's something that I've noticed out of Dale. He really loves this dealership business, right? Oh, yeah. He he's, comes down and has just a, a great time with the employees. And the ones that are hitting these records, he likes to you know call them out and spend a few minutes with them and talk to them and really find out how their days are going. So, so, so how are you guys hitting records? Is it you? No, it's, it's the, all you? No, absolutely. It's the men and women that are in those stores every day that are, are going at it and selling cars. I mean, we've got young men and women that are selling 30 cars a month and then technicians. And um, one of our collision centers, our, our only collision center down there right now, they're top 10 in the nation right now. Oh, wow. And um, so it, it's it's pretty exciting. What are people buying these days? What's the hot What's the hot vehicle? Silverados. Yes, Silverados. Silverado. Silverado. I Silverado. You can't beat them now. They're they're good. They're good trucks. Absolutely. So you're selling them Silverados, huh? Silverados and Camaros. Really? Yeah. Why is that? What, what What's going on right now with the Silverados and the and the Camaros? The uh, Silverado is just everyone loves them a lot, and um, it's just a great truck. The Camaro, you know, it's just a Natural born, badass. Yeah, I mean it's just fun to drive. Yeah, and uh, people are loving them. Yeah, that's cool. Now, uh, you, why are you up here? Why, why am I in Dirty Mo Radio Studio right now? And then all of a sudden, I look out and I see Andrew DeWerf. What are you doing up here? 
Well, we came to pick up the uh, Wrangler 3 car to bring it and put it on display there at the um, dealerships. Wow, good for you. So how long are you going to have it down there? Until um, the end of April. So this is the one that Dale Jr. won the Daytona race in 2010. Uh, made everybody cry. He goes in there with the old Wrangler paint scheme the year that his dad was being inducted into the Hall of Fame, the first class of the Hall of Fame, and uh, went in there and won it. Yeah. And so this thing is uh, it, it's it's dirty. It's not been cleaned since that. Uh, it's not been cleaned ever, actually. It's straight out of victory lane still. Yeah. And Dale said, don't touch it. Don't clean it. Now, is it so you have instructions. Yes. You got to take care of it. Yes. Are, you got help? Oh, yeah. Who, who all came up with you? Um, our body shop manager, Greg Cole. Um, he came up and um, Jerry Furnish, um, who has the trailer. So you got the trailer. Are you riding back with him? No, I'm taking back the SS. I wonder what type of pressure it is to be, to know that you're uh, hauling the number three Wrangler car that Dell Jr. won in. I mean, what, what kind of pressure comes with that if you're the driver? You know, have you have you, have you vetted this out properly? You feel? Do you trust the guy that's driving this thing to Tallahassee? One hundred percent. Okay, good. I'm a little nervous. I told him. I said, "Man, you got to be careful. Don't let that thing fishtail on you." Oh my! Now I'm nervous. Wait, do so you think that could happen? What's the weather like? It's perfect. All right, good. Good. Well, uh, cool. by the way, Andrew, you recently had a kid. We did. Uh, well, I guess your kid's probably, what, four months old now? Exactly. Four how months. about me? Keep it, I mean, I, I don't even have notes for this. Not even a Magic 8-Ball. This is how much it means to our partners mean to us. Like I, it's like I know you. Uh, so how, how's it going? It's great. You you, know, her name's Harper Drew, and um, she's, she's the best. Lots of fun. You had any good daddy moments uh, or accidents or uh, mishaps? I mean, four months, you got plenty of time to screw something up, right? Just once. The other day, I was going to school, and uh, the old blowout happened. Hey, got to have that. And, of course, I was in a hurry. So. You're, not t- you're, going to s- you're not talking about tires either. No, no. <laughs> but it burned some rubber. I hear you. <laughs> well, good for you. Well, thank you for being here. Safe trip back to Tallahassee. Appreciate good it. seeing you. Hope you keep breaking records. Yeah, we are. We're going we're gonna to have a great November, and uh, we wish we'll keep – Going strong. Last question. You think Dale will be back down uh, before Daytona? Yeah, we hope so. I think so. I think uh, we're going to do a big fan day at the Buick GMC Cadillac store and um, really turn it up up there. we got a big red down there right now, too. Uh, Junior's? Junior's Junior's truck? Big red's down there. Oh, look at you. I was wondering where Big Red went. I thought somebody might have stole it. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So, anyway, if you're in the Tallahassee area, I'll tell you where you need to go. You need to go to Dale Earnhardt Jr. Chevrolet or Dale Earnhardt Jr. Buick GMC Cadillac. That's it. There's a lot of a lot to remember in that. Uh, but and go and go see Andrew. Tell him tell him uh, tell him Dirty Mo Radio sent you. <laughs> yeah, and, and follow us on Twitter and Facebook too. What are they? Um, it's Dale Junior Chevy, and the other one is on Twitter is at Dale Junior Chevy, and the, the uh, Buick store is at Dale Junior BGC. At uh, Dale Junior BGC. Got it. All right. Well, all right. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. Hey, Junior Nation members, did you know that you can get a special discount when you switch to Nationwide? Call 877-697-2246 or visit nationwide.com forward slash Junior Nation for more information. Don't forget, Nationwide is on your side. Let's throw the white flag. White flag right there, white flag. Sponsored by ESPNU's broadcast of Northwestern in Illinois this Saturday at 3.30. Which nobody will watch. Come on! Rivalry, it's rivalry Saturday. DVR it, man. Listen, look. Here's what's on tap. All right, you know what? I'll include it. Here's what's on tap this week. Illinois versus who? Northwestern at Soldier Field. And, and Taylor Zarzer, Al Groh on the call on ESPNU. You did a good job. I'm telling you, I watched it. I, I watched uh, you call the South Carolina Citadel game. 
and Citadel One, which I like, I still can't get over that. But uh, man, you do some good TV stuff now. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. You gonna man. keep going with that? I'll keep going. All right, good. Well, you should. Thanks, good. Man. ESPNU three thirty Saturday. <laughs> I mean, there's this little thing called the Iron Bowl. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll TiVo the Iron Bowl and just watch. Just start commercials. Just, yeah. All right. Here's what's on tap this week. It's Thanksgiving. It's football. It's rivalry week. I'm traveling. Are you guys traveling? You yes. You go anywhere? Where are you going? St. Louis? No. Uh, we're going to the mountains. Really? All right. The Wolfmeyer Troutman family is headed to the mountains. Oh, so you're like bringing the whole family. Oh, yeah. I Not just it. you and Kip. <laughs> no. Wow. Are you going anywhere other than football? Nope. Uh, Thanksgiving in Charlotte and then okay. football in Chicago. And then to uh, Mobile, Alabama to see my godson be baptized. Oh, right on. So. I mean, you do have like 14 brothers and sisters. And so family. you probably have about <laughs> 12 godsons, right? Roll Tide. <laughs> Roll Tide. <laughs> a few tidbits. Uh, a few tidbits. <laughs> <laughs> a few tidbits to send you into the holiday. You have until December 3rd to vote for the Betty Jane France Humanitarian Award, which is presented by Nationwide. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. The award recognizes a NASCAR fan who has made an impact with the kids through their charity. <laughs> Not just ours for kids either. Yeah. Just any kid. <laughs> Do you know what Bielema says? He says woo pig all the time. Yeah, I, I can't get on board with that. Uh, anyways, uh, where were we here? Uh, they make an impact with kids through their charity work in the local community. The winner will be recognized in the championship banquet with a $100,000 check and a new car. By the way, I was listening to the download on the way home last week, and I thought I really nailed the Price is Right version of that, the new car. Do you remember this, Amanda? Yes, I, remember. I thought that was great. I, I loved it. You caught me by surprise with it, too. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm, you know, I could go there. Roll Price tight. is Right. Roll tight of that. Go to NASCAR.com backslash award. Again, voting ends December 3rd. If you want a chance to win Dale Jr.'s fire suit, gloves, helmet, and shoes, now you can. Go to wearitlikedalejr.com and purchase a $10 raffle ticket. Only 10088 will be sold. I'm going to give you a little bit more math. That means that you have a 1 in 10088 chance to win. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you know what your chances to win the lottery are? Higher than that. 1 in 175 million. Ooh. So spend ten dollars on this. So you're this. telling me there's a chance. What what I think I'm trying to say is that you'll win if you just do the ten dollar thing. Yeah. I mean, one in ten thousand and eighty eight is pretty much guaranteed winning. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to get on board with that comment. Amanda usually agrees with you. You can't agree with that. Amanda better, agrees. You have a better chance. Yeah. It's, it's a raffle. It's a really good chance. Go heels. The Sprint Unlimited is 80 days away, so we've got some time before we need to talk about that. I do want to uh, end this white flag by saying thank you to Amanda for all that she does on uh, this podcast and Dirty Mo Radio. I mean, she she produces like 40 podcasts a week, and then uh, or, or, or four, <laughs> and then uh, also thank you, Taylor. I mean, we thank just completed you, our third year of the Dale Jr. Download. We've done 120 of them. 120? Yeah. Or 119 or 100, whatever that number is. There have been 120 podcasts. So. How about that? It's a good run, man. It has been a great run, man. It, it's so been thank a, you. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you both. It's been a lot of fun. And I thank Cer TJ as well. Well, I'm certainly grateful to Dale uh, and, and to you for wanting to start this platform. And it's been a hell of a lot of fun, man. Uh, and there is no one that tries to connect with their fans more than he does no. and he has more fans than anyone yet still does a better job of connecting to each of them than anyone else does think about that for a second yeah it's pretty remarkable 
Amanda, I love you. And I'm gonna, and I just that's all, that's all I wanted to say. I love you, Amanda. <laughs> it got real in here. Uh, <laughs> and I, now I really love Betsy. Really love her. But in a platonic w- so. in a platonic way, I love you. Aw, Taylor. I do. I love you too. Yeah. I think there needs to be a hug. <laughs> all right, come on. All right. Oh, Taylor. <laughs> there we go. All right. I, she would not have hugged TJ just now. I can promise you. No. TJ's a little no. scarier. I wouldn't have let her hug TJ. I appreciate him too, man. He's he's a hell of a lot of fun to have on these uh yeah. These podcasts every week. I never know. He never knows what he's about to say next. Well, uh, we got we got surprises about TJ for next year. So don't tell him that I said this, but I agree with that reaction theater caller. He's the best in the business. We don't want him to know that that was said because it will, trust me, blow up his head. Uh, so don't tell him that if you see him, ladies right. and gentlemen. But he is. He is the best in the business. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for Amanda, for Dale Jr., for Mike. I'm Taylor. You've been listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Well, that's a wrap on the 2015 season of NASCAR. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of the Dale Jr. Download. Now, don't forget, especially since the holiday shopping season is coming up, you've only got this week to go take advantage of the discount code that SPY has given us. So go online to spyoptic.com and find your favorite pair of Signature 88 sunglasses and also check out their new style Dega. They're pretty cool. And when you go to check out, enter code NATIONWIDE88 and you'll get 20% off that purchase. Everybody have a wonderful holiday season.